everyone. Welcome to NKBA Live, Brave New Business. I'm Susie Williford. It's wonderful to be with you today, and I hope all of you and your family and your colleagues are staying well and that you're staying safe as our country reopens. We've all learned a lot in the last four months about our world, especially in the face of this global pandemic. One key thing we've learned is that it's a small planet and that we are all really in this together, both personally and that goes for our businesses too. Today our discussion is particularly timely. Our guests will talk about how intelligent global trade strategies can help shape businesses now and in the future. We're also gonna talk a little bit about NKBA Global Connect program and some exciting things that are gonna be happening at KBIS 2021 in Orlando, Florida. I'm so happy to welcome three friends, all experts in their fields, for what promises to be a pretty live. We lost us, Susie. <laughs> Gotta love technology, right? <laughs> it's live. We'd love if the panelists would introduce themselves. We, we, can, we can certainly do that. Why don't I, I start since I'm kind of looking like I'm second in line. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Veronica Miller, uh, CEO of Modenus Media, and I'm the lead consultant on the NKBA Global Connect program. And I think we have Susie back. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Veronica. A little love. Uh, you never know how the Wi-Fi is going to act. Um, <laughs> But thank you, Veronica. A special note here, Veronica, you came up with the name Brave New Business uh, for our concept. It's been a real success and it, can, it really does capture what we're all about. Uh, before we begin, just a quick note for everybody. This online forum qualifies for a half CEU credit. I'd also like to recognize Philip Nikolic, uh, 2019 NKBA design competition winner, whose stunning luxury kitchen design is what you see behind me today. We hope to have some time for questions at the end of our discussion, so please type them in the Q&A function at the bottom of your screen, not to, not the chat. Um, I'm going to reintroduce, I think I got lost here, so while I clicked off, I think we missed um, introducing Volker Erle, Managing Director of AMK, the German Association of the Modern Kitchen, joining us all the way from Mannheim, Germany. Uh, <laughs> Hello. And next we have Jeremy Parcels, AKBD, from Christopher's Kitchen and Bath in beautiful Colorado. Sorry guys, we, I didn't mean to uh, mess you up there. A number of years ago, the NKBA began discussing the need to connect our marketplace globally. We talked and we traveled. Finally, a couple of years ago, we put some muscle behind the words and, and the NKBA Global Connect program became a reality. It was born as a way to connect companies in our industry and around the world. So with this in mind, Veronica, I'd like to begin with you. The desire to source globally has been important to design professionals for years. They've made a point of traveling to all corners of the world to find interesting and unusual products and materials. Today, travel restrictions limit those abilities to visit international markets or the international trade shows in person. Many are leveraging the web to connect with peers as well as add value to their businesses by researching resources and inspiration from both near and from far. 
Can you give us some perspective on challenges and opportunities surrounding the global product sourcing? Of course. Thank you, Susie, first of all, for having me on Brave New Business. It is a good name because you guys are doing all kinds of brave things over at NKBA, so it suits you. And um, thank you for, for making everything around Global Connect possible. It's a very important program. Resources are kind of at the core of any good designer's value proposition when you think about it. Uh, they need to be current on trends and innovations, and they also need to know where their resources are to maintain their profit margins. Things like access to custom products are important, and so is international sourcing in order for them to do that. So designers will shop all over the world at trade shows and markets, and online especially now. So, um, and brands are gonna be there to respond to that need. So this is a given. The, the challenges for designers and buyers often are on the fulfillment side, which includes lead time, shipping delays, damage control, and all of that. And for brands entering a new country, there's challenges in understanding the culture of a country in terms of communication, um, and also in the way business is done, how distribution works, what to know about code compliance and all of that good stuff. So it can be daunting and mistakes in these areas can disrupt the entire supply chain. So we're thinking that it's really important to make that a smooth process and uh, really apply intelligent strategies uh, to have, you know, to, to develop a program that works for that process. Thank you. That's also important to understand. Jeremy, you carry European brands almost exclusively in your beautiful Denver showroom. What was behind that decision and have you found this was a smart move for your market? And also when you're considering bringing an international brand into your showroom, what do you look for and what key questions should buyers like you ask when they're thinking about partnering with a line from anywhere outside of North America? Yeah, thank you, Susie. Uh, we did put a lot of thought into what we brought into the Denver showroom, um, but Christopher's has always strived to provide our customers uh, with unique product offerings uh, that they can't find elsewhere in the marketplace. And the Ardry family has always done a fantastic job at sourcing those distributors and those unique products. For us in the Denver showroom, it was very important to show those products. Uh, the internet is fantastic. Um, we're all learning to do business differently, uh, especially through these times that we've been going through the last few months. So online is great, but until you can see the product and touch the product, the client really doesn't understand what they're buying. So this showroom has given us the ability to show them some unique products from England, Germany, Italy, uh, Switzerland. So having those products here, able to touch them, see them, understand what they're buying, and bring their product, their project, truly a unique look, has gone extremely well for us. Um, you're not going to find anything we carry in, in a big box store, and, and that's what our clients are looking for. They're looking for something special, and the showrooms enabled us to do that. Um, as far as the important questions to ask, boy, there's a lot of them, aren't there? Uh, Veronica definitely hit on a few. Um, kind of the first thing for us where we start is, is what does the representation look like? Do we have representation in the States? Is it a representative from overseas? How available are they to us and to our designers and to our installers so that we understand, A, what, how long it's going to take to get the product, 
uh, B, are we installing it properly? And probably C, the most important, are we roughed in from the beginning correct? Are water lines and drains in the same place? There are differences in how we hook up plumbing in Germany versus the United States, uh, you know, versus Switzerland. So all those things are very important. Um, the unique look factor is, is definitely important for us. Uh, there's not a whole lot of sense in bringing in a brand from, say, Italy if, if it's something that's done well here in the States. So we definitely want something that's unique, um, something that we have great support on. And then after a while, what we found is, is we continue to work with these manufacturers. They're willing to invest in the U.S. market. They're willing to put warehouses and stock product that is uh, popular and sold quite frequently in the United States. Well, thanks. That's great information and very interesting. And I know y'all have done your homework on all of it. Fulker, AMK was founded in 1956, which is just a few years before NKBA. And I know y'all represent more than 140 companies across the entire German kitchen industry, including appliances, fixtures, accessories, cabinetry, or what you call in Europe, kitchen furniture and more. <laughs> uh, when you take into account the procedures finances, import regulations, distribution and marketing involved in opening a new market, what is it that motivates international brands to enter the North American market? <laughs> yeah, first of all, Susan, thank you very much for your invitation to this great panel. And yeah, coming back to your question, um, I can ensure you that the import regulations is not in the top 10 of the arguments for our industry to go to the US because it's a hurdle. But if we're talking about the markets, I think it's most important to understand that always the customer should be in the focus of the view of the companies, of the associations, in the end of, of all the other peoples uh, around. And um, when you talk, think about the customer needs, you will very quick realize that, you know, we are traveling around the world, we are watching the same movies, uh, we are, have the same idols, we are visiting the same spots, so in the end, also our taste already starts to synchronize a little bit over the regions like Europe, the US, also the Asian part. And um, when we're talking about synchronizing the, the, the demand for design and so on, also we become more one global design. So what's the purpose or why is the US market so interesting for us? Uh, I think that uh, the European design is one part of this global design. And so for us, for sure, it's very interesting. Uh, on the one hand side. On the other hand, I mean, uh, the US is a huge market for sure. And if we go down to our kitchen furnitures, right now it's, it's just, we have just some little exports, less than 2% of our exports go to the US right now. I think also uh, the other way around, it's, 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 it's uh, yeah, even worse. So and I think there is a huge potential for both of us uh, to participate on this global demands uh, and in the end to provide the best products to our customers, not asking for is it in the US, is it in, in North, South America or in Europe. Wow, <laughs> very interesting numbers. Let's talk about the relationship that we've been building between NKVA and AMK. We started connecting a couple of years ago um, and had a very rewarding exchange at our Global, business, Global Connect Business Summit in England last fall, I believe it was in Manchester. And then subsequently, we presented information about the American market at your annual conference in Cologne last year. 
After being part of these events, what do you see as some of the opportunities for the international brands to come to the North American market and conversely for our brands to penetrate the European market to reach your design community? Yeah, I mean, in the end, uh, this relationship, I think it, it's, it's, it's very awesome what we started. This Global Connect is one of the programs you mentioned before. Uh, I think it's, it's a perfect example for what we as an association, and I'm now talking about NKBA and AMK, can do. Because in the end, uh, we want to generate the best platform to support our members in the best way. Because in the end, they have to work together. So we are just a supporter in the background to and are organizing stuff like this. And yeah, what's important, you, you talked about the meetings. I mean, um, it's not business, never, or it's never business between companies. It's never business between associations. It's always business between people. And this is also true for, for us. And so the basis for all this business between people is trust. And you can just start trust someone when you know someone a little bit more. And I think so once again, very thank you for the invitation because we have done so much more. And think of KBIS 20. 20 in the beginning of the year, so we were so lucky before all this situation starts that we have had a very awesome, I think, delegation tour. Thank you once again for that. And now, I mean, maybe we'll talk about this later. So we are planning a, a German pavilion for KBIS 2021 to bring new companies all over the value chain uh, to the KBIS and in the end to connect them uh, also to the US business. I think, and this directly leads me to your second question, how we can, or how, how, how the, the US companies can participate on this becoming, uh, or coming to Europe and the other way around. Um, yeah, once again, we are providing the platform. So, and uh, in the end we have, uh, yeah, we want to bring our products uh, around the world. I think there is a demand for the products, but the production, when you think about the whole value chain, there are so many steps that they interact and the steps are not focused on one region or one country. Uh, so uh, in the end, it's, uh, we are talking more and more about the network. I think we, we have seen a lot in these times how important a big network is. And in the end, I think uh, we all of us can become stronger and more successful when we really start working together on the different steps and between the different steps of the value chain. And I think this is a biggest value we can generate as an association for our members to make them more successful. Well, thank you. Thank you, Volker. We're so excited, first of all, that you joined us today because I know it's a, a weirder time there. And thank you for coming to KBIS last, last year and this year coming with your German pavilion. We're, we are very excited about that. And I'm going to segue over to Veronica because, Veronica, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Global Connect delegation, this program, uh, program that we're going to have this year in uh, February. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. And you know, Cavus is a huge show. And it's not just about product, it's about uh, education, it's about networking events, there's so many stage events, there's so much focus on design. It's just a very rich show. So walking in the door as somebody from abroad and just saying, I'm gonna go check out KBIS is a daunting task. So for la having launched this year was our uh, Global Connect delegation program, which did extremely well. We had 18 participants, 18 or 19 people that joined us from Europe and the UK. We have to be politically correct now and keep separating the two, it's gonna make me crazy. Um, and even people from Australia joined, uh, joined that group. 
um, and had a really great experience around networking events. Like I had mentioned, they were able to participate and see what Design Bytes is all about. Um, they, we had curated exhibitor tours and we plan to do the same thing, uh, even on a bigger scale for 2021 in February. So again, we'll have um, our guides being able to curate a great program uh, that brings international brands, trade association representatives, but also really buyers and some international media. It's really important for us to always think about this program being omnidirectional. And it is a global marketplace. So we have to be, be very aware of the fact that, you know, we can bring buyers to Cavis. And to do that, it's important that we have any and all products there for them to explore. So, so uh, connecting the dots in this way is, I know the underlying mission of our program um, and doing it live on the show floor at Cavis is really exciting. So again, the networking, the curated tours, and the party here and there, knowing Susie Willard. You know, we're really looking. We're really looking forward to this program and bringing our attendees, our Cavis attendees, an enhanced international experience. And I know that uh, last year we brought some buyers to the show and uh, those those people bought in the U.S. as opposed from their own countries and commented to us, we received information back that they found it very easy to supply their entire job through the U.S. So, you know, it is omnidirectional and that makes me very proud that we're going to be servicing all of our members and growing it so that they get the most they can. Uh, but while we're on the topic, can you elaborate a little bit on the NKBA Global Connect Virtual Business Summit that is set for September, and then the NKBA Global Connect Virtual KNB Showcase that is going to be set for October. We need more words in there, right? You think? Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're very mouthy initiatives, but they're really, really important. And uh, yeah, we have two events scheduled for later on this year, and one is a direct reprise of our Global Connect Business Summit, which we did host in uh, Cheshire last year near Manchester in, um, uh, in, in whenever it was, October of last year. So that was a really important connection to make. It was, it's a business summit that focuses on presentations around the U.S. marketplace, everything from trends to, to economic outlook. Um, we had amazing turnout last year with uh, visitors from, from really kind of all over Europe and beyond. And um, this way, this year, we're doing the same thing again, except it will be virtual. It will be hosted September 9 and 10. And uh, we'll see all of these important topics uh, made available. And then, and then we kind of got really creative around the Global Connect K&B Showcase, which also focuses on um, highlighting British and European brands. And uh, a lot of North American designers and buyers and showrooms and distributors were not able to get over to Europe to go to Salona, who was most probably hardest hit in the entire COVID crisis, but other shows as well um, in, in Frankfurt, in Cologne. So many people went either on onto very small shows, uh, reducing the size or had to cancel altogether. And uh, so we're bringing this back in a virtual setting. Uh, to give people a chance to see the trends, see product in innovations, and to give those brands a chance to, to present products to a larger global audience. So very excited 
about those. And that the second one will take place at the end of October. Great, thank you. So Jeremy, I'm gonna come back to you. Um, how have the recent events impacted, they're bound to have impacted, some of your sourcing and lead times of international products and then moving, moving forward, how, how can you buffer your business or anticipate situations like this? And what have your partner brands done uh, and how have they been working with you through all of this? Uh, good questions, right? I mean, we've never, we've never been through this as, as a planet together. And I think that's the important part as we bring up this new vernacular of omnidirectional. Uh, we've never been through this where the entire world has been hit with the pandemic at the same time. So it's been very interesting. Um, <clears throat> I know manufacturers are learning a ton about their suppliers because, uh, you know, it may, may be manufactured in Germany, but raw goods may come from elsewhere. Uh, so I know that some of that sourcing has become important on the manufacturer side. Um, but it's also shown us that, that each country is going to handle these situations a little bit differently, right? Some will be hit harder than others. Um, some will have to completely close down. Some can get by with, you know, a couple weeks off. Uh, you know, Spain, U.S., Canada. Um, I think we mentioned Italy earlier. Uh, all experienced shutdowns of, of some form or fashion uh, for short periods of time or long periods of time. Germany has done a great job at maintaining social distancing and, and really keeping factories open. And that's kind of how their factories are built. They're built a little bit differently than U.S. factories. Uh, when we talk about cabinetry, you have a lot of people in a small place in a U.S. factory, where in Germany there's a lot of things that are automated and you can space people apart. Um, so what we've learned is is kind of, you know, by accident, because we do have so many global brands, if we did have a supply problem from one brand, we were able to shift that over to another manufacturer and, and avoid long lead times or, or upset clients. You know, as Volker said, our, our jobs and our, our careers and our industry is about relationships. And it starts here with people that we're on this phone call with, with media and NKBA and, and providers and, you know, lowly designers. Um, but that goes all the way down to our homeowners. You know, at the end of the day, if, if we have a long delay because a factory was shut down for four weeks, they're the ones that take the brunt of the punishment, right? They're sitting there with their house, like just completely torn apart while we're waiting on cabinetry to arrive. Um, so, so having various sources to get our products from, I believe has really helped us throughout this. Um, and I think it could help everybody else as well. Uh, you know, the material, the raw material thing, I think maybe Volker might have some more insight than me, but I, I know that that is a thing, uh, has been a challenge. Um, but overall, I feel like we've done fantastic throughout this time. That's great to hear. I, I know that, you know, I think all of us feel more connected in our solitude than we have before, um, because everybody has done a wonderful job of trying to communicate with each other, which is a blessing. So I'm, I'm going to go back to Volker after you mentioned his name. Generally speaking, Volker, even without a pandemic, many <laughs> designers and buyers have a concern about product accessibility and availability. Why don't you tell us a little bit about sourcing and the global supply chain and how it's changing now as a result of this pandemic and what role the internet and e-commerce is playing in the supply chain? Yes, uh, as Jeremy said before, I think we can be quite happy that we organize our production and keep the production running so that the retailers can sell the kitchens and in the end the customers get their kitchen. 
So uh, it's great for the customers, but also great for the whole value chain, but you would just pay for your kitchen when you have it full amount in the end. So I think every, every part of this value chain is very crucial. So what have we seen in the past? In the 70s and 80s, it was more about the companies becoming more international, becoming more global. Then we have the 90s and the millennium years where they start to optimize. So what happened now and what we learned now is more about risk management. I think uh, this optimization, just have one big supplier uh, in one region uh, will not work uh, in the future. It will not be even enough to have two suppliers from the same regions. We also have this in our industry sometimes. So we really will will mix it up from the regions. And I'm really talking about global mixture. So maybe some delivers from the east, some from the west. And this, if you're going around the world and you see it everything, I think it will be the change and chances in the end for all of us. Um, because in the end, uh, yeah, the supply and the delivery of the products is very crucial. Uh, and the customers, we have a very new research on that. Uh, they say, okay, one of the most important uh, things for the customers is that we really get our products. We might be even pay a little bit more for that, but uh, it's, it's, it's for us not good to order something and not get it. And the last point on this more uh, online stuff, I mean, uh, this, uh, yeah, the situation I think was the biggest driver for digitalization in all businesses or in all private lives. And I think the people already before starts to inform themselves. I mean, kitchen is a long process. You're not going out uh, in Germany, the private people buy the kitchens. But I think it's the same in the US, maybe more the designers do it. But anyhow, the first information, they are looking in the internet and then they start really, they want to touch it. So the physical store still will remain very important. But I think many steps of the information and decision-making process will go online. And I think this is also a great chance because I think many customers we lost on, on their, we call it always a customer journey because they say, yeah, maybe I will do something on the kitchen. Yeah, maybe I do it tomorrow or next year. Okay, gone. So lost chance for our industry because we had no chance to make him an offer right in the, se in the second when he thinks, oh, maybe I can do something like that and maybe I need some information. And I think this is there in the industry and I'm talking about the producers and the retailers doing amazing effort or putting amazing effort in it to increase their accessibility and their, their, yeah, their, their services uh, in the online. And I think, man, I mean, we have it here today in online panel. Uh, you can also do it by, uh, by talking to your customers or business to business and discuss about topics and so on. Once again, we will never get rid of this physical part, but in the end, because in the end we want to touch and feel it. There it's emotional. Uh, but I think many steps in between, there will be a huge online world in, this, uh, in the future. Great. Well, that is such great information really from all of you. And we cannot thank you so much. I think we probably should do a time check. Leanne, I think we have, do we have time for a few questions? We do. Let's do it. Okay, uh, Susie, we always get questions in uh, via email prior to uh, the online forum. Uh, one came in via email today and it said, why is NKBA focused on bringing international brands to North America? And that question goes to you. Well, I'm glad to answer it. Sure, the short answer on this is NKBA is not bringing international brands to North America. Um, the brands are doing that on their very own because it's already a global market. People have been traveling to trade shows around the world for years and have access to multiple, a multitude of global resources online, 
um, and in the showrooms already. In order to best serve our membership, however, what we want to ensure is that the process of working with global brands runs smoothly because quite frankly, a global brand that fails over here can disrupt the entire supply chain and buying chain and jobs on the US end of things. The US can and should be a global market. And even in the kitchen and bath industry, which is right now is not as robust as it should be. And similarly, we will be focusing on making sure the foreign design markets are aware of American brands because we offer things that are not available in those markets and cannot be available. So it means fresh ideas for everyone on both sides. Great. Okay, we have a few questions for Fulker actually. Um, Fulker, why do you think there's such a small percentage currently being exported to the US? And the second part of that is, what do your members say are the biggest obstacles for breaking into North America? Uh, the second question again, please. What do your members say are the biggest obstacles for breaking into North America? Okay, uh, so, so first thing is uh, the US um, almost is the second biggest in overseas. So what's the reason for it is very easy. We have a lot of mid-sized companies. Most of our brands, especially in the furniture, kitchen furniture industry are mid-sized. And they really start focusing in the last years uh, on the German market and then the European market. And even for us, for these, let's say, relatively small companies, the European market was, let's say, huge enough. They always have projects all over the world, but now we try to also come to the retailer stores or to provide for the, for the home projects. So I think this is a new market and this is the reason it was just in the end, there were so many opportunities in, in Europe. Uh, there are still some markets uh, which uh, give us some potentials, but for sure we are looking for, the world becomes more and more global, the design becomes more and more synchronized and that's the reason why they say now there's a big chance. Uh, the big hur biggest hurdles in the end is all about the regulations. I make a small joke uh, about it in the beginning. And it's very tough in the end to know all the details. Uh, we are talking about industry standards. I think it's very important for both worlds uh, because when they want to bring the products from the US to, to, to Europe and the other way around, you should know at least the standards. It's okay when you have your own standards, but in the end we have to know it. And I think this is uh, one last sentence on that. I think this is also a great opportunity uh, for all our members in NKBA and, A and AMK that we know the right contacts. For sure, we do not have all the information available directly in our uh, head office here in, in, within AMK, but for sure, we know the right contacts. And uh, yeah, you are very uh, invited. Uh, use your membership at NKBA and as my members use it with AMK to ask for the right contacts and we'll be happy to help you to start and increase your business uh, in the other regions. Fantastic. Susie, we, I think we have time for one more question, if that's okay. Sure. This is going to Jeremy, and uh, it looks like we have an international audience today because we have a big hello from England um, who have enjoyed the webinar so far, so that's amazing. Uh, more and more of our people in our industry are getting digital versions of their products and using VR and AR platforms. Um, they've got a lot of traction here in England, England with retailers during the lockdown. Jeremy? To what extent is this the case in the U.S. as well? Uh, I mean, in short, I would have to agree with that, right? Uh, Zoom meetings have taken the place of, of in-person design meetings. Um, we're relying more and more on uh, 3D systems like SketchUp or 2020 or Chief Architect. Uh, one of the things that we've done is we've reached out to our manufacturers and 
hey, we need, we need high resolution textures and pictures. Uh, they really need to experience this. As, as Volker was saying earlier, uh, a kitchen or a bathroom is an emotional space for a homeowner. This is where they live. This is where they raise their children. You know, this is where they lay their heads at night. Uh, so they need to get a good feel for that space. Uh, as VR continues to evolve and becomes more functional, I think it's going to be a huge part of what we do every day. It, you can already send, you know, a VR link to your clients. Um, but what if that VR link is, is an interactive link where you can open drawers and refrigerators? So I, I do think that's a huge next step for us. The technology is definitely getting there faster than it ever has. And they get a better, better feel for the space, for sure. Great. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Kind of makes me sad because I think we could go on for a while. I want to thank our panelists, Veronica, Folker, and Jeremy, for your keen insights and being willing to share your observations. And I hope everyone that tuned in enjoyed what they heard. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.